Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Sharp Lessons podcast. We got Ben Wittenstein. We got the professor across from me, Nate Jacobson, talking NBA playoffs or stadiums. Sports betting podcast. You can find us wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Stitcher. Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is. We're going to have clips up on uh, the Stadium Bets Twitter account, Nate. But we're uh, towards the end of the week. Got a bunch of NBA playoff games. I'm getting overwhelmed by how many NBA games I've had to watch over the past couple of days, but it's been fun. How have you been handling it? Yeah, it's definitely a night of early mornings in terms of betting and trying yes. to you know get ahead of numbers, but also late nights actually watching the games. And for the last three nights for me, falling asleep before the last games were over. So looking forward to... The rest of the series, as every series has had a game two, we're recording Thursday morning. So the start of game threes with three games on Thursday, three on Friday, and then a bunch on Saturday. So looking forward to breaking these down and trying to find some bets. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot to talk about because there's a lot of games Thursday night. There's a lot of games tonight. There's going to be a few games on Friday as well. Uh, we were getting over some games from last night. The Nuggets inexplicably covered. After a late foul by the Timberwolves. But other than that, I mean, surprise-wise, I, I don't think there's been too many things that we've, or at least I've been surprised by. Maybe the Clippers winning game one in that series. But other than that, it's been, for the most part, pretty normal, yeah, in my so, opinion. Maybe the Heat winning, too. Yeah, I'd say the Heat, the Clippers, the Lakers, I guess, winning in that specific spot. And that jaw injury was late. Yeah, And then also... Uh, the Cavaliers maybe losing game one, but then all those teams, all those four teams that lost home games in game one, they all bounced back in game two. They won. They covered the spread. I know we've talked about in the past on the show, the zigzag theory in the playoffs. So kind of good to see those zigzag theories alive and well, where you have a home team lose game one. They often bounce back, play a really focused game. Uh, we saw that in all four of the series where the home team fell short in the first game. All right, so let's go to our first game of Thursday night, and that is the Nets and the 76ers. Right now, it's looking like the 76ers are a four-and-a-half-point road favorite over the Brooklyn Nets. They have a 2-0 lead in the series. And if you look back at the podcast we did last week, I thought the Nets were going to pull out a game on the road or at least show some fight. But, Nate, that has not been the case. The Nets have just... Look dead. They they look like a team that needs a superstar playing a team that has one of the best superstars in the NBA. And I, I thought they were going to put up more of a fight. I thought some of the role players were going to step up. But other than like a few stretches throughout the games, that really hasn't happened. Yeah, for 24 minutes of game two, they did show up. They were actually winning at halftime. But then they end up not even covering the closing number, which was Sixers minus 10 on in game two on Monday. Yeah. So. You know, we talk a lot also on the show in the past how you have a team down 2-0 going home for game three. You expect their best effort, especially in the first half. And usually the market corrects itself pretty well, giving the team that is down 2-0, they shade their line heavier on the first half spread. We see here full game spread, four and a half or five. The first half spread is is Sixers minus one and a half. So it's not just half of what the full game spread is. Yeah. And usually I'd be inclined to take the team like the Nets in that spot, but I don't have too much interest in the Nets. They don't have much of a home court. 
Philly is a close, you know, close drive. So there's probably gonna be a lot of Philly fans at this game. So I, it's usually you want to bet that game three team that's coming to like a raucous crowd. They're going to have a real home court advantage. I don't really see it that way. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, bet the Sixers because I could definitely see the Nets having a nice bounce back just to like stay in the series. But I also kind of am, am scared that maybe if things go wrong for the Nets as the game goes on, they, they kind of could lose by 10 points or something. So I personally have nothing in this game. But I'll be interested to see if that home team first half angle down 2-0 in game three continues. And there, I do have a game later in the show that I'll talk about. Ooh, a little teasing there. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much for this 76ers game. I, I think this is the 76ers series to completely lose at this point in terms of even just sweeping the series. I think they probably full-on sweep the Brooklyn Nets. It's tempting to bet the Nets at plus 4.5 going back home to Brooklyn, a team that shows that they could put up some fight. I just I don't see it with the total this low. The Nets really struggle to score at most points. I bet they're over in team total in game one. I just don't see it. So I'm going to stay away from this game. I think that the 76ers probably win. I don't feel super strongly about four and a half, to be honest. Um, we'll go to the next one. Kings and Warriors. Pretty fun one. That's been an extraordinarily fun series, to be quite honest. That line is at five and a half right now in favor of the home team Warriors. Uh, totals at 240 and a half. Now you look at a game like this and a series like this. Warriors were favorites on the road in game two, and the, the Kings showed why light the beam is so fun, why that <laughs> team is so fun to watch. Their young guys exploded. They have a great offense, unstoppable offense almost against the Warriors defense that's can be shaky at times. I don't see a reason why not to take the, the, the Kings as underdogs here. I know the Warriors are good at home, but they're going to be without Draymond Green. This is a team that seemingly uh, is aging before our eyes. They struggle to sometimes score points when they need to, which is not what we're used to with the Warriors. Of course, when they won the title last year, won the title in mid-2010s, Steph and Clay could hit it whenever they wanted to. I don't think that's the case now. I, I really do think this is a series where you have the young, fast, up-and-coming squad in the Kings that's just going to run circles around an aging Warriors team. Well, I'll tell you some reasons why you should not back the Kings. Okay. I did bet the Warriors yesterday morning at minus five. I still play minus five and a half. I waited until the Draymond Green news was finalized because before we thought he wasn't going to be suspended, this line got up to as high as Warriors minus seven and a half. So yeah. I think when we talked about, you know, two o teams down 2-0, coming home for game three, we're expecting their best effort. The Warriors are experienced. The Kings are not. Role players play better at home. The Kings role players have been very good the first two games, specifically Malik Monk. I can see players like that maybe falling off a little bit oh, yeah. on the road. That. Plus, the yeah. Warriors had an extra day of rest, which is good for some of those players. I know the green loss is big, but is it worth two and a half points to the spread or two points to the spread? I'm not sure. Maybe it is over like a, a course of a series if he was out the series. But I think in one game, the Warriors kind of rally at home. And, I mean, the Kings were minus one on game one. I think we expected the Kings to play well. They snuck out a win there. I expected the Warriors to play well in, in game two. I bet them. I bet them to win the series before game two. Those bets aren't looking good. I took game two loss, but I feel pretty good with my Warriors minus five ticket. For tonight, I just expect a really good bounce back from Golden State, an experienced team, and then after that, maybe look to add more on the Warriors series spread at plus money. I love the under in game two and that hit with flying colors. I thought the total was too high. We're seeing a similar total at 240 and a half. 
I don't have a super strong feeling towards the total at this point. I really love the under because they went way over in game one. Right. They go under in game two. Maybe they bounce back again. Zigzag theory, they go above 240 and a half, especially with the Warriors back at home. We see an offensive explosion from them. I don't feel comfortable on either side of the total, to be honest. It's such a weird high number, especially after the low total finished in game two. I I don't know. It's something's yeah. telling me to stay away. I actually was thinking of going back to the under, but now with the Draymond injury, right. it went up. I think that's kind of justifiable. I'm going to stay away from the total, especially since I have a pretty big stake in the side. Yeah, so you like Warriors minus five and a half. I would probably take Kings plus five and a half. I think the Kings probably lose the game, but I think they can keep it close. I think they've been good enough, and they have the confidence enough to keep it close. And I just want to i want to light the beam, Nate. That's all I want to do. Fair. I want to see them light the beam. That's fair. Uh, let's move on to the next game of the night. Suns and the Clippers in what is becoming the most fun series in all the playoffs, in my opinion. And I know we've seen the Clippers win game one. We saw the Suns win game two. They go back now to L.A. to play the Clippers. The Suns have been the highest scoring by volume mid-range team in the playoffs. They've gotten, I think, 60% of their points from the mid-range, which makes sense when you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and and you have a whole team that's basically centered offensively <laughs> around the mid-range. Now, the Clippers, on the other hand, they love to shoot threes. They have Kawhi Leonard. I don't know how you feel about a series now where you have a total sitting at three, Suns road, fa- road favorites, which is another tough number, but... I don't know. I, I can't really get a good read on this game. Yeah, I laid the Suns this morning, minus two and a half. I think minus three is still okay. You might think it's a fun series, but I think it might be done in three games. I really do really? think the Suns have a good shot at winning three and four okay. in L.A., a team that you know doesn't have too much home court advantage, and then they close it out game five in the desert. So I think that you know the Kawhi Leonard's loss, I think – well, it's not Kawhi Leonard. Paul George's loss is yeah. kind of catching up – will catch up to the Clippers – as this series goes on, Kawhi has kind of carried them. The role players were solid in game one, not in game two. And I think as the series goes on, the Suns are going to get more comfortable, acclimated with each other, gain chemistry, and kind of roll in this series. So I bet the Suns minus two and a half. I also like the Suns because the Clippers are a team that, you know, with Kawhi, there was a lot of load management. I think there's some questions about maybe his durability. They played Tuesday night. Then they play Thursday night, so only one day off. And then they yeah. play early Saturday afternoon because the Lakers are playing later at night. So, like, there's going to be a four-hour flip between games. But they flip the court at Staples Center or the Crypto.com Arena, whatever <laughs> it's called these days. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, yeah, I think that just the next two games, I'm looking to looking to bet the Suns. If the Suns don't cover or lose tonight, I'll, I'll definitely look to bet the Suns even more in game four and add more on their series price at, at probably a, a minus – like 150 kind of number, but uh, just based on the series price right now, Suns minus 300. That indicates they are the they are the side in the series, and I think you can get them relatively cheap in Game Three. How do you feel about taking a Suns team total? We saw them have 110 like in over, Game One, or? yeah, 123 in Game Two. I think as this series has gone on, and we talked about the chemistry issues with this team and figuring out how Kevin Durant can build chemistry with a team he hasn't played with all season. I think seemingly they're building it on the fly, and it seems like it's kind of going well for them, even though it's only been two games in the playoffs. This might be the well-churning Suns offense at this point that people expected. If they can score 123 on the road, that would be impressive. Yeah, I think they... Something of that number. No, I I think that's uh, a decent way to attack it. I mean, what's their team total going to be? 115. 115 and a half. Yeah, Yeah. that, That makes sense. 
I mean, total-wise in this game, the, the total landed pretty much on the number in game one, went over in game two after it got adjusted up two points from 225.5 to 227.5. Now we're kind of in the middle at 226.5, so I think the total – is pretty much right here. Yeah, I do like the clip or the Suns in the game. So yeah, I would I would look towards them on a on a team total over if you do think they their offense is going to propel them in this game. How's your uh, player props been? Have you done any player props? I'm not recently? a player prop guy. And I mean, in NFL. If you listen to NFL, I, I waited till the playoffs for player props, and I don't think I was particularly good at it. So <laughs> if you have a player prop, I don't blame you, and you can share that. But I uh, will not be. Uh, dabbling in that until maybe like the conference finals when there's just less games going on and you can isolate those better you want you want a random player prop that's plus money i love on one, this one and i'll tell that uh you want to do Kawhi leonard over three pointers made i feel like half? you've bet the, that the last two games maybe? i bet a game one game and that one. hit it was plus money game two it was plus money and it also hit okay so game three i figure here's the thing right the game script is going to go clippers are going to be down most of the game to the suns they're underdogs at home Kawhi Leonard's going to be playing heavy minutes. He's going to be taking a majority of the shots. His usage numbers are going to be through the roof. Why not get another game where he gets over two and a half, three pointers? He's right. done it two games in a row. He has done it five times over his last six games. This is a number that he can hit pretty well. He's taken five three pointers in each of his last two games. He sometimes takes between five and eight three pointers. It's not out of the question for him to hit a little bit over half of his three point shots. Game one, it came right at the end. It was a sweat. He had to wait a little bit for him to get his third right. three-pointer. But I, the usage numbers, he's playing 40 minutes. He's playing 40 minutes in this game. For him not to make three-pointers, especially when his team is down, that at plus money, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, the, Kawhi, His little line drive threes, I think that's going in. Yeah, and those, the Clippers' approach for the series, I think they know they have to win these next two games because a split's probably not good enough because it'll be hard to win games in Phoenix five and then possibly seven and then how are they going to win it's going to be Kawhi Leonard so right. he's, he's going to get Absolutely. the ball like there's no Paul George his supporting cast has been hot and cold to be quite honest he's been the only constant he's going to be getting the ball in clutch moments in times where they need points those points are going to come in three pointers and it's plus money let's take the over Kawhi Leonard two and a half threes I think you can get it at like plus 120 at a lot of places plus 115 it seems like a pretty safe bet and especially for the value that you're getting a plus money I'm going to take it Let's go to some of the Friday games, Nate. Celtics and the Hawks. We talked about the NBA TV series of the uh, <laughs> of the first round, and seemingly the Celtics-Hawks series has been that one. I mean, yeah. it's been all Celtics. And, and right now they're they're five-point favorites on the road back in Atlanta. 228 is the total. I don't see any reason not to take the Celtics at this point. I really want to take the Celtics team total over. First half, full game, first quarter, third quarter, second quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it is. I just want to go all in on the Celtics. I just don't see them losing to the Hawks. I don't see them doing anything but a sweep to this Atlanta team. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a pl way you probably can play the series now. Uh, Boston sweep, I'm sure that's close to even odds. And if you think they're going to win the next two games yeah. and like Boston but don't want to lay the five, uh, I think that's a good way to go. I think the series is pretty similar to the uh, the Brooklyn uh, Sixers series in, in terms of series price where it's like minus 5,000 on both the, the Nets, or sorry, the Sixers and the Celtics. But now it's like you have that home team, or the team down 2-0 coming home. Are you a little bit wary betting a guy on the team up 2-0, knowing that the other team's probably going to have the best effort? But like just like Brooklyn, Atlanta's home crowd, not very strong. It might be a lot of Boston fans there. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have really nothing in terms of wanting to bet anything in this game. 
Um, I'm going to stay away just personally on the Celtics because the spot says it's Atlanta, but I just don't trust the Hawks at all. So it's a, it's a real easy pass for me. Um, if you do want some action and the, maybe the Nets cover the first half and you want to ride that trend, maybe Hawks first half to see if that, uh, that thing is still true, but uh, I'm not going to personally bet this game. Cleveland's been, uh, Trey Young, excuse me, has been very disappointing. And, uh, there's just no way around yeah. it. He's been a disappointment. His shooting's been horrible. The team around him hasn't really come through. And, again, I think the Celtics are going to the finals. I think the way this team is set up, they've had so many chances over the past couple of years where it's like this is this is the breakthrough. To year. win the finals or to, is that your yeah, team to win to it just all? To, yeah, just to win it all, especially yeah. with the core that they have. thought they were going to do it last year. Yep. Bang the table for that. But yeah, that was rough. Yeah. That was a rough one. I just think this is they, they have the same core. The players know what they're doing. They've been here before. This is their their eyes are set on the finals, and I think they're going to leave a path of carnage as, <laughs> as as they get to the finals this season. Uh, let's go to another series where this is actually I I love this series. I think and this might be the most entertaining series that's destined to go seven games. Yeah, Cavs and Knicks, and we go back to Madison Square Garden, tied up one to one. The Knicks are uh, slight home favorites at two, with that total being two eleven and a half, a low total. We've seen both of these games go under. Yeah, even both games even break two hundred points. Yeah, which makes me really want to bet the over in Game Three. I'm a little surprised it hasn't gone lower, which I think the market seemingly is like, all right, these two games have gone under. We need some positive regression here at some point. Maybe the over is going to hit, but 211 is still a relatively low number for these teams. It is the first game closed 215. Mm -hmm. There was less than 200 points. Second game kind of got out of hand where the Cavs are up big, so it's not a surprise to see the scoring kind of die down, especially in the fourth quarter. But that only ticked down to 214 and a half, so... We have seen a quite a bit of adjustment, but I think the way both these teams play, both coaches, Bickerstaff and Thibodeau, it's slower paced. And because this point spread is so tight, every possession counts, and I can see the under train continuing. So I actually do not want to bet over in this game, even though sometimes the uh, you know when there's an overreaction to a number based on the previous game, it's good to kind of play against that, but I don't want to do it here. In terms of the side for the series, I'm pretty torn. I think the Cavs end up winning this series. I feel like game three at home, Madison Square Garden, first playoff game there in two years, and we saw how crazy it was there two years ago when they played the Hawks, that this might be the spot for the Knicks. So I think the Knicks are going to win tomorrow night on Friday and then maybe come back on Sunday and play Cavs with a bigger bet in game four because I do think they're going to end up prevailing this series in seven games. So that's kind of where I'm at, where I might have something on the Knicks, but – it's, it's more like a looking ahead to see how to play the rest of the series. And I think if the Knicks win game three, I might play Cavs to win the series or Cavs and or Cavs to win game three or four. If we're talking a player prop that I like, let me, let me know what you think about this one. Donovan Mitchell, his point total is high, but it's under 30. It's 29 and a half. He had 17 points in game two. I mean, it was all the Darius Garland show, so he kind of take a back seat to him. Sure. Still shot six for 11, two for five from three, 13 assists. I mean, he had a great game. Otherwise, if, even if he didn't get over 20 points. But in the games before that, he hit over 30 points in five straight games. Going on the road in New York to a team Homecoming. that had rumors that he was going to go to the Knicks. Oh, yeah. In Madison Square Garden, game three, after a game where he kind of had a down game and, and Darius Garland did his thing, I kind of like his over, 29.5 point total for, for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think a lot of it will depend, though, how you think uh, the gameplay is going to go. Like if you, you mentioned yeah. earlier, you kind of like the under – or sorry, the, you like the overs, and I would look towards that. But 
I'm a little reluctant to play, would be reluctant to play overs on points for some of the top guys who are like lined in the 20s just because with the pace of this series, points are a little harder to come by. So um, that's my just general thought. But the the narrative-wise, it makes a lot of sense with Mitchell being linked to the Knicks, and I'm sure Knicks fans are going to give him a little bit of a hard time because he – didn't end up in New York, but I, you know, Jalen Brunson, pretty good consolation prize for Knicks fans. I yeah. think. No, I mean, that's this, this series I think is probably going to go seven, but I do agree. I mean, Cavs are minus one twenties. We mentioned, I think that's probably a pretty good number to, uh, to get them at. Um, all right. Friday to end all of the games on Friday, we have the nuggets and the Timberwolves. I've loved watching the nuggets play. They covered amazingly. In game two, after being scared, of, they almost got close yeah, to they, losing that they game. They were losing with like six minutes left. Yeah, I yeah. yeah they, they came close to losing, but now they go back to Minnesota, minus two and a half, road favorites, 223 is the total. And I'll tell you this, Nate, betting the Nuggets to me this season, I loved betting them last year. I had a really good feel for them. You can kind of tell their ebbs and flows when they lost a the game, they were going to win. I really don't know how to bet them this year, let alone bet them in the playoffs. This two and a half number on the road seems a little short to me. I would lean towards the Nuggets. I haven't been impressed at all with the Timberwolves, to be quite honest. And I think we are seeing a Nuggets team that's fully focused after taking like the last month of the season off. They are now playoff mode. Jamal Murray is making his shots. Jokic obviously is playing at an MVP level. Michael Porter Jr., a great role player for them, is finally stepping up and doing things in the playoffs. I think this is a Nuggets team that we're finally kind of seeing the apex of how they play. And now they go on the road. They are only laying two and a half. Timberwolves haven't been impressive to me, quite honestly. I think they may have probably shouldn't even make the playoffs. If you look at some of their playing games, they had some rough games there. I like the Nuggets at minus two and a half if I'm going to take any side in this game. So I think from like maybe a raw power rating or power number, the line maybe should be higher. But I think situationally, this is a really strong spot for Minnesota. Mm -hmm. We mentioned, you know, how Brooklyn's going home. Maybe they'll play well. Atlanta's going home. But those two teams don't have strong home courts. Minnesota... I have to imagine that arena is going to be rocking. It was a team that broke a long playoff drought last year. They had some good crowds in their series against Memphis, and they already had a play in last week. So I do think we're going to get a good crowd in Minnesota, and this is actually the game where I like the Timberwolves in the first half. Uh, They're probably actually going to be favored on the first half line just because of the adjustment we've seen over the years. Uh, I checked this morning. A lot of sports books don't have the first half market available. Uh, You can get them uh, some pickums. It looks like Minnesota, if anything, Denver's a half a point favorite. Right. If anything. Yeah. So I I look towards Minnesota plus the half point because first half halftime could end in a tie. Mm -hmm. So you'd win the bet instead of push. Or I guess you can go uh, Timberwolves money line, depending on where that number ends up but yeah i think this is the spot for minnesota to bounce back they did show some life in the second half yesterday so that was encouraging and i think behind the home crowd we're going to get their best effort and i actually think they're going to win this game maybe they'll lose game four and then game five and it won't be a long series but if there's any spot to bet minnesota and it's a team i don't really like and i do like denver uh, just in general i I think this this is the time to to go on the uh, minnesota timberwolves first half and then Full game plus two and a half, I also think, is a solid wager. Yeah, if you want a stat to back that up, too, Minnesota, over the last 10 home games, they're 6-4 and four against the spread. They're top five in the NBA against the spread at home in the first half. So I think that's probably the right way to look at it. Back home, get the energy going. I think maybe live betting the Nuggets at halftime is probably a solid move. They've been a really good third-quarter team this yeah. season as well. Um, I have no problem with that, but I, I just do think first 24 minutes, 
we're going to see the Timberwolves' best effort, especially with kind of how they're perceived in the national media with some players right. who aren't very likable and maybe have kind of underachieved in their career. Yeah, so we'll we'll have to see how that game goes. I really like that bet. Timberwolves' first half, maybe live bet the Nuggets to win. If you can get them at a better number, maybe yep. one, one and a half, maybe even plus money on the money line other than that. Um, do you have any thoughts for for these Saturday games at all? Bucks and Heat, and we obviously have another game with the Grizzlies and the Lakers back in L.A. It's yeah. going to be the first playoff game for the Lakers at home where they can have a full crowd. You know, 2020 yeah. was the bubble, 2021. I saw, I saw that press clip with LeBron and AD, and I was thinking two years ago they, they hosted the Suns, but yeah. forgetting that it wasn't a full crowd with um, yeah. LeBron and Davis there. And then when they won their title, it was the bubble. How about Lakers' first half in that game? Yeah, I th- <laughs> that could kind of be a fun bet. I, the Grizzlies have been really good first half this season, but on the road against the Lakers team playing in a full crypto.com slash Staples Center <laughs> arena. I think that's uh, going to be a really great spot for the Lakers to start out fast, get that first half spread. No, I agree. So I was on the Grizzlies last night. I just like the spot of you're getting them as an underdog in a game they have to have, and they have played well without Morant. Yeah. Uh, the last two seasons are pretty good against the spread team and just straight up team mm-hmm. with Trey Jones being a cable backup. And then some role players were able to step up last night, but the rest of the series I'm not saying I'm looking to bet the Lakers, but game three for sure does seem like the spot. I don't, you know, put too much stock in the Lakers loss yesterday. I thought I was actually encouraged with how they battled back after being down by as much as 20 points in the third quarter. And and every time the Grizzlies kind of pushed it, they kind of had a had a punch to bring it back and then just yeah. kind of ran out of time at the end. But after winning game one, I, I was just expecting the Grizzlies to play well. And I just in general, I think now if I know anything about the NBA, a team that loses on the road coming back home usually has their best effort. And you mentioned the other factors with this game Saturday night in Los Angeles. I think a really good spot for the Lakers. It's kind of built in the the spread, though, I think, at minus four and a half, minus five on the early number. Yeah. Let's see where where that line goes with Moran's status. If he couldn't play last night, I wonder if maybe it's a little bit more serious than we think and they, they rest him another game. It is an extra day of rest, though, between Wednesday to Saturday. So a lot of questions about this game, but something where I'm at least looking towards the Lakers. And if Morant's ruled in and maybe this line ticks down a little bit, maybe fire on the Lakers, either first half and or full game. I love that. I think Lakers first half's the move for Saturday. I think the other bet that I'm going to make is the Milwaukee Bucks team total over, which is about okay. 110, 111. And I know the Heat are a good defensive they team. They got that one times. in the third quarter uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I don't love betting a team total after the Bucks scored like 138 points in game two. Right. But this is a team that has the best offensive rating in the playoffs so far. It's small sample size, I know. But the Bucks all season long have been a really good offensive team. I mean, this is a team that can score 120 points at the drop of a hat. It's it's something they can do with their eyes closed. So I really like the over 111 for the Bucks and the team total. Best offensive rating in the playoffs. Miami Heat, I don't think it's a team that can be able to keep up with them. And I think in the attempt to keep up with them, they're going to speed yep. up their pace of play, more possessions. Bucks should get 115 to 120. And everyone talks about the honest injury, and he might miss this game. Still a lot of questions, I think. Lower back contusion, I feel like that's like a just yeah. a day-to-day kind of thing. So we'll see how he feels. But Tyler Hero's out for the Heat. He got injured in game one. Yeah. That's going to hurt their offense. You mentioned that they're going to try to, you know, push pace because they're playing catch up. If they start off slow, uh, that definitely, you know, that lends into maybe the Bucks getting some some transition buckets. Who yeah. the Bucks have had success, you know, without Gian- Giannis. 
they've yeah, last year in the playoffs without Middleton. Like they have figured it out. They have depth. Yeah, that's the reason why going into the playoffs they were the uh, favorite to win the Eastern Conference. I know that maybe has flipped a little bit with the honest injury concern in Boston playing so well. But yeah, I, I thought last night a sports book opened. Uh, the Bucks only minus two and a half or minus three, and I, I kind of missed the boat on that. I saw it was three and a half. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait and maybe decide on Saturday. But now we're out to five and a half yeah. as we speak. Um, I guess that's a line that indicates Giannis is in, considering the, the yesterday in Milwaukee, the Bucks were only minus at five and a half. Mm-hmm. But w- we'll see. I think uh, at this point, if you like the Bucks, maybe wait a little bit to see if it come, comes back down if Giannis isn't good to go. They've already had their bad game in game one. I think they realized what they did wrong. It's yeah. tough. Sometimes you just have a bad shooting. Kind of like the Bulls series last year where they, they lost game two. They had a bad game yeah. one. They won. They had a bad game two. They lost. And then Middleton got hurt, but then they easily yeah, they won the last fine. three games. So. That's the Bucs for you. They're just going to get better as it goes on. And I yeah. think we're uh, a Bucks celtics eastern Conference Finals is uh, upon oh, us. That's, that'll be exciting. Excited. All right, that'll do it for Sharp Lessons. Nate, appreciate all the NBA bets. Good luck to everybody. We will be back probably next week or at some point. Uh, you can find the videos. We're going to post these videos on the Stadium Bets Twitter account at Stadium Bets. Um, and until then, good luck with all of your wagers. <laughs>